Welcome to the Maximum Movie Podcast, where we promote eating your fucking cinnamon rolls, bitch. Go eat them, motherfucker. Hello, people. Welcome to the Maximum Movie Podcast. This is your host, Blake Layton, and today we're going to be talking about what makes a good TV show and what makes a really shitty TV show. So, that's the overall, this is going to be a bonus episode, um, so this is not like a main episode where I have guests and we talk about a movie we saw recently, this is just going to be, I might do this semi-frequently, I don't know, just talk about random topics that interest me that involve movies and TV shows, so, yeah, I don't know, we'll just see how this goes, and if I like it, I'll keep doing it, if not, I won't, but this might be fun, but I'll do a little twist every time I do one of these uh, bonus episodes and I talk about random shit, I, uh, for this episode, I'm going to be hitting a blinker every five minutes, so in about four minutes, I'm going to be hitting one, um, and maybe in other episodes, I might take a shot every five minutes or take a shot every time I say something. So, I don't know. We'll see. But for now, today, it's blinkers. So, funny thing is, I'm supposed to be doing homework tonight. But I decided I'm just going to record an episode and talk about just fucking TV shows and movies. So, here we go. Um, But, anyways... Like I said, I want to talk about what makes a good TV show and what makes a bad TV show. So, we'll start out with a few examples of what I think are great TV shows. Or at least what started out as great TV shows. So, I think the number one thing you really need to go into with a TV show is a fucking plan. Like, a plan for where your characters are going. A plan for where certain plot lines you build up are going. Where mysteries are going to go to. What they actually answer. You know, having answers to shit that you, like, lay the groundwork for in earlier seasons. Because then, like, in the long run, that will help you so much with uh, planning a plot. And also, um, like, just having shit ready to go down the line. Like, like if you, st- if, you, if you start out with a TV show, if you start, like, start writing season one and you know what you're going to do in the last season, you basically are set to have a great fucking TV show because you're doing more than what 99% of people are doing, which is just going in with an actual plan and knowing where you're going. Because if you don't know where you're going, then you're just kind of meandering around and you don't have a like direct like course, then a lot of times it looks like the TV show just fault, like progressively just gets worse as the series goes on. Like A prime example of this is Lost. So Lost starts out with an amazing premise and great mysteries, but Slowly as you go throughout the series, you can tell that the creators had absolutely no plan for what they were going to do. So, yeah, it's uh, pretty pathetic looking back on that series. It makes it actually makes me mad because I loved Lost so much. I binged the entire series and just getting to that final season and seeing where everything built up. Oh, my God. So disappointing. Such a fucking letdown. Oh, my God. Jesus. Uh... And um, another example of a TV show that starts out great and ends up horrible is Game of Thrones. But um, 
I would say Game of Thrones is bad for different reasons, but uh, still, you could kind of tell, I feel like, that the creators didn't really have a plan and were just given notes by the author of the books, George R. R. Martin, about what happens in the final books, and they just kind of just threw that and just like rushed all that shit that he told them, and it didn't turn out very good. Um, but an example of a TV show, I'd say, where um, planning is certainly something that you can tell is, like, that they did, that you can tell that they planned a series, is uh, Breaking Bad. Breaking Bad, for sure, you, like, starting out that series is a humble uh, chemistry teacher who wouldn't hurt a fly, is super fucking passive, and is a bitch to everybody, is, like, everybody's bitch. Everyone just treats him like shit. And even in that first pilot episode, they talk about, like, change and how chemistry is the study of change. And you can see how, even in that first episode, Walter White goes through a character arc of changing. Be, like, being the super innocent guy to go into making meth. And that same philosophy of change is applied throughout the entire show. And I think they had a plan of Walter White becoming the way he did in the final seasons in the beginning. Like, I feel like they knew what this kind of what cooking meth can do to a person. Oh, and here we go. Uh, first, we got five minutes in, so. First one of the night, here we go. First one, the <coughs> first one, the <coughs> oh, done. Anyways, but yeah, Breaking Bad. I feel like they knew where Walter Wright was going the entire time. They had a plan for that, and I feel like the way everything connected in the final season, all the plot lines that they had built up with Hank and Mike and the cartel and everything, how it all beautifully, just flawlessly almost effortlessly just panned out perfectly in the show. I mean, it, like, it connected perfectly to the what they laid out as the groundwork, so I feel like they had to have a plan there, and it shows. Um, another great example of this is uh, Attack on Titan. This show is an anime, so it's actually based on a, a comic book or a manga. So, I mean, it's not really like the TV show creators came up with the story. But the actual author, uh, Isayama, he is a fucking genius when it, came, when it comes to this kind of shit with planning and foreshadowing. His entire series is basically like based around this entire concept of planning and foreshadowing. And uh, he, lay, he lays the groundwork and has these little like hints towards the actual answer of the truth. And um, like throughout the early seasons of the show. And then when the truth is actually revealed... That's not even, like, the best part of the show. That's, like, only the beginning. It's like the, it's like the beginning of the series where almost the first three fucking seasons of the show are just, like, the prologue to the final stretch of the show, which just, like, completely blew my mind. Like, how he planned this, this reveal the whole time he had this reveal planned. And then just to see how the characters react and to see how even the aftermath of this reveal has been foreshadowed before and connects everything, oh, it's crazy. The show's not actually over yet, and I know the last part of the series is pretty controversial, 
and is like hated by a lot of people. So that might bring the show down, but where it stands right now, that show is fucking peak when it comes to storytelling. It's incredible. Um, but yeah, so planning is huge when it comes to these shows. You gotta have planning. But that's only if your show is like a super dramatic and story-driven show. Like Breaking Bad is, um, Game of Thrones, Lost, Attack on Titan. They're all very story-driven. I would say other shows, though, are character-driven. And Lost kind of, like, actually crosses a line between character-driven and story-driven because its characters are so perfect. Same with Game of Thrones, honestly. All these shows are great characters, but the story kind of drives these ones more. Like, you can't miss an episode of Breaking Bad. And you can't... I wouldn't really say you can miss an episode of Lost. You can't miss an episode of Attack on Titan. Um... You can't really miss an episode of Game of Thrones. Those shows are more story-driven, even though the characters are very important. But but I would say number two besides planning is characters, for sure. You have to have good characters. Um, a recent show, I, I talked about this in the, the first episode of the podcast we just did, but Succession, that show is entirely character-based. You watch that show for the characters and to see how they interact. And that show doesn't really have... I, don't, I feel like that... I mean, it has, like, an overarching plot, but, like, the plot is not that deep, to be honest. It's not that deep. Like, there's twists and turns, but it's not, like, super... It's not super fucking deep. Like, you don't really need to pay attention all that much. You watch it for the characters and their attitudes and the way they react to each other and the bouncing personalities. And uh, that show wouldn't work nearly as well as it does if it weren't for the characters and the actors. So... um Characters are huge in TV shows. Lost is has awesome characters. That's why. That's why. I, like even in the final season, why I didn't uh, entirely like the story. I still love the characters just because they're fucking awesome, and they do such a great job at writing them. Game of Thrones too. I mean, holy fuck, characters in that show, so good. Like, there's so many like just characters in that show that I can say are my favorite of all time. Like Tyrion, the Hound. Jamie, Jon Snow, Daenerys. Like, it's crazy. There's just so many. Like, and they're all peak. Oh. Oh, fuck. Here we go. Number two. Let's see how long I can keep doing this for. I'm already pretty, uh, you know. Holy shit. I had to kind of like do like two for one there. Oh. Alright. Where were we? Oh yeah. Characters. Yes. Game of Thrones, awesome characters. Breaking Bad doesn't have nearly as many characters as those other shows. But its characters are like legendary, obviously. Attack on Titan, I wouldn't really say you watch it for the characters. There's like... The first three seasons, you watch it for the action and the mystery. And the final season, you watch it for the main character. Just because of his arc. But, I mean, before that, he really was not that interesting of a character. It's only after the season, the final season that you actually are like, holy shit, this, this guy's pretty interesting. 
Oh yeah, another great show with a really awesome character. Like you just watch for the characters, Silicon Valley. That's a comedy, a pure comedy. But I would say it's pretty like Succession is like a more, like that's more well, slightly more dramatic than Silicon Valley. I would say Silicon Valley is like more comedic, but Succession, Succession and Silicon Valley are pretty similar in my opinion. Like the the tone and the style. So I would like. I uh, I hold Silicon Valley to a pretty high regard just because of its character writing and how entertaining the characters and the actors are. It, like, seriously, bro, it's so fucking funny. Dinesh, legendary character. Gilfoyle, my god. I, like, some of the funniest roasts of all time in, te- in television history come from the character of Gilfoyle on Silicon Valley. But yeah, that that show's just fucking hilarious. I love Silicon Valley. So it's so funny. Like, it, it's like a it's, such, it's a comedy. It's a pure comedy, but it's so interesting and fun to watch. Partly because I'm interested in like tech, like I like that shit. It's interesting to me. So I'm intrigued by the show and its concept of these guys working in a small house, trying to make this cool platform. And the platform actually applies to a lot of shit today. Like they're Basically making Web3. No one... I don't really know, see that many people talking about that, but that show like completely predicted Web3 and all that. Like That's that's like the basis of the entire show is that at the end it just becomes like an AI. Like their whole program. Uh, but uh, yeah, that show's fucking awesome. So yeah, planning and characters. Those two are huge. For these series. Another one I would definitely say. Is style. Shows gotta have a certain style. When you turn on that show. And you watch it. You were like okay I'm watching this show. I'm in this zone. Like. All these shows you I've mentioned so far. All of the shows I've mentioned so far. There's a certain like, style to each of them, and you enter that style every time you watch it, you sit down, and you completely are in that zone, you're in the Breaking Bad zone, or you're in the Attack on Titan zone, you're in the Succession fucking mood, like, you're in the Lost mood, like, there is a certain tone and style to each of these shows that makes them unique, and that's what, like, keeps people coming back, and keeps people interested. So, like, Lost has a mystery vibe to it. Like, such a unique, like, oh my god, what's going to happen next? I have no idea what the fuck is going on. Like, and it's on a fucking island, and it's tropical, so that's pretty cool. And all the characters are, like, funny, so, like, there's comedy in it. But it's also, like, super serious, and there's super sad scenes. Like, it's such a unique, like, emotional, but adventurous vibe in Lost. And then you have uh, Game of Thrones, which is, like, you don't know who's going to die, who's going to live. It's completely just up in the air. Crazy-ass show. Main characters are getting killed all the time. Bad guys are winning. It's just, like, dark and fucking brutal. Um, But, like, all these shows have their own unique voice to them. And, like, I feel like... 
the key to a, a show is having its own unique like feeling that it has so you like people are like oh, okay I want this feeling I'm gonna go to that show so I mean I, I don't really know how else to describe it it's just this feeling you get when you watch these awesome shows um Another thing I'd say, this is kind of like a random one, not like a main point, but you really want to have a catchy theme song. I mean, you got Breaking Bad, you got the fucking like classic like guitar and little drums in there. Game of Thrones is obviously a classic. Like, I, like that shit's catchy as hell. Um, Succession has a great theme. It's like classical with like beats, 808s in it. It's pretty unique. Lost has a I mean, the loss doesn't really have a main theme, but, like, the music in that show is just classic. It's just, it's such a huge part of the show. So, you want to have, I mean, unique music that people can remember the show by, I'd say. Like a theme song. Like a, I mean, Sopranos, for example, is a great show. I haven't actually finished Sopranos, in all honesty. But Sopranos, uh, so far, it's just, like, it doesn't really have, like, a, it's on score, but the theme song is, like, perfectly the tone of the show. It's just, like, gritty New York, or not New York, New Jersey uh, vibes. Like, completely eastern side of the United States vibes. It has, like, that grittiness. And then, uh... Oh shit! I probably should have hit this by now. Uh, fuck. Already failing. This is gonna be blinker number uh number three. Oh shit! So yeah, you want to have good music with your show. Sopranos has an epic soundtrack, even though it doesn't use a score. It's like its own, its own soundtrack. The songs they pick are such a vibe, with the with the same vibe of the show. It works perfect. <laughs> oh my god, bro, I'm so faded. Um. So. Oh, another key part of having a successful TV show is a good pilot. You want to have a good opening episode, and. uh Lost, insane opening episode. Like, like you are so fucking hooked. You have no idea what the hell is going on. They crash on this island. Don't know how. You don't know where the fuck they are. There's a weird monster in the woods. That's like, what the hell? So that so all of a sudden you're like, oh shit. There's, this is like not a realistic show. There's like this is like supernatural. There's like something out there. So that already adds intrigue. So it's like, so them crashing on this island combined with like this monster is like, oh my god, so good. Plus the characters, perfect. So you're you're hooked immediately. Um, Game of Thrones, pretty perfect pilot. You get to meet all the characters. You get to know exactly who they are, and you're hooked because they're all so 
unique. Like, the Lannisters are fucking wicked, like, in, in whack with their incest shit. And then the Starks are, like, super loyal and, like, wholesome. And you're like, okay, I love these dudes. Like, I want to see more of these guys. It's cool to see them. Um, and then you have, like, the Targaryens is on the other fucking side of the earth. And they're a completely different vibe. And, like, you're weirded out by the brother and you want to see Daenerys succeed. So that, that pilot really draws you in. Um, you just have to have a good hook with your characters, like a good plotline hook to, like, be like, oh, shit, I want to see what happens next. You gotta have that like cliffhanger like at the end of the episode. You gotta have that, I'm not, or a cliffhanger, or you gotta have something that like makes you like like I said makes you want to see what happens next. Like in uh, Breaking Bad, there's not really a cliffhanger, but you're intrigued to see how this character changed that fast. You're like, okay, well, how the fuck? How much is it gonna change now that he's like? caught up in this whole like fucking meth business so yeah you gotta have a good hook with your characters good hook with your story as well um so yeah pilot's huge cause if you don't have a good pilot then you're not gonna watch the rest of the show you're like okay this show sucks Attack on Titan the characters aren't even that interesting but the event that happens at the end of the episode I'm not even gonna say what it is but it's so impactful that you're like okay holy fuck the show's gonna do that. All right, I'll I'll keep watching. So, yeah. A show that I watched for a while that I kind of fell out of love with is a, uh, The Walking Dead. I uh, I watched that show for a good six seasons. I'd say I was interested in it, and then the uh, the opening. I forgot if was it the opening of season six or the opening of season seven, where uh, Glenn and Abraham died, like a double whammy, and I was like, "Oh, what the fuck, man? Are you fucking kidding me? Seriously? They're gonna gonna kill off like okay, Abraham was not the best character to be honest. He was kind of bland, but still, I mean, he was he was cool, and I like that actor. He was in Band of Brothers." So, I was upset. And then, Glenn. Are you fucking kidding me? That dude's, like, my like my favorite character, probably. Because he was from the first season. He's OG. And he is, like, the only one who I felt like was, like, realistic with, like, his emotions. Like, he wasn't, like, a stone-cold fucking robot like Rick or Shane or whoever the fuck. He was, like, an actual human. Like, I, he, I felt like he actually, like... He made the most sense out of all the characters, in my opinion. He was, like, the audience's character. And, like, he just fucking smashed his head in with a baseball bat. Some random-ass fucker named Negan just comes in all of a sudden. He's like, oh, what's up? I'm going to beat the fuck out of your favorite character. Ha-ha. Like, I'm not going to... I'm not going to... That's not... Like, that's just shocking for the point of no reason. I know it's in the comics, but, like... I feel like Glenn wasn't as impactful of a character in the comics as he was in the show. From what I can tell. From what I hear from people. So. I don't know. Oh gosh. I, I could go on a whole tangent about fucking characters being killed off way too early. Or way too fucked up. Like. There's a whole plethora of these kind of characters. Like you're just like why the hell would they kill that guy off? 
Like, he was the best part of the whole fucking thing. Like, okay, spoiler alert for a few things. Spoiler alert for The Last of Us, part two. And spoiler alert for Godzilla 2014. So, in The Last of Us, part two, like, the first Last of Us you play is this guy named Joel, the entire game. And, like, he's your POV character. Like, you, you care about this guy. You go through a lot of shit with him. Like, a lot of shit happens. And... Then, all of a sudden, in the second game, you play as his, like, surrogate daughter, Ellie. And in the very fucking opening of the game, like, the opening of the fucking game, Joel gets fucking killed with, I think it was a, was it a baseball bat? That's why, I was, that's how, that's why it reminded me of, like, Glenn. I, I think he got killed with a baseball bat by some random bitch. Out of nowhere, she's come like just comes in and beats the fuck out of the main character from the last game, and then guess what fucking happens later? Like like this like like this is already like so fucking you're already so pissed that your main boy just died, and then later in the game you play as the bitch who killed him. Like I want to I want her to die. I don't want to play as her. I don't know what that game was thinking. Like that, that made no sense. And then. Godzilla 2014. This movie. I'm sorry, we're not talking about TV shows, by the way. Like, I know I'm supposed to be talking about TV shows, but I'm so fucked up right now. Wait, hold up. I think it's time. Godzilla 2014. That movie was had a promising start. It had Brian Cranston as this dude who was like a conspiracy theorist about Godzilla, and like that's a that's a, like a winning combo right there. That, that's like a fucking home run. Like that's just gonna win. And he, the the fucking the the screenwriter decides that like they want to kill him off in the first like 30 minutes of the movie and then focus on his boring son who is played by Aaron Taylor Johnson and he's terrible in that movie that movie he, he's so such a boring fucking character maybe it's not his fault maybe it's just the director and the screenwriter's fault for making him boring but he was horrible so they kill off the most interesting character in the whole fucking movie in the first 30 minutes and then you don't don't care like, I don't care about the humans anymore. I just want to see the Godzilla. Like, I would have been way more interested in the humans in that movie if they just kept, uh, like, Brian Cranston alive. It would have been so much better. So much better. <sighs> Alright. Back to TV shows. Sorry about that. Actually, yeah. I would say that's it. Those, those are really the... Those are the really what you gotta have for a winning TV show. You gotta have a plan... You gotta have good characters. You gotta have style. You gotta have a good pilot. And you have to have a fucking, uh, I mean, this is a bonus, but you have to have good theme music. You gotta have some catchy music to remember the show by. Just a bonus, but I mean, I would say you gotta, I would say you have to have that. So those are, those are what you need for a winning TV show. So, a lot of shows have 
promising starts and they have these winning formulas and they just fall apart. And I think it's because they don't follow rule number one. They don't have a plan. It's the number one rule you gotta have. You have a plan and you prepare for shit in the future. Like you already have shit ready. If, you're, if your show is successful in the beginning, then you're like, all right, I already got everything planned for the future and I know how it all connects. And I know how this foreshadows that and how this pays off that. So it's like, you gotta have rule number one down and then you got a successful TV show. Lost was a prime example of not following rule number one and just putting shit in there to make it sound interesting but not having a plan. And having cool characters. They follow rule number two to a T. I will say that. But as for rule number one, they did not follow that. And they fucking failed in the end. Same with Game of Thrones. Fucking failed. Pathetic. Absolutely pathetic in the end. What other shows failed at the fucking end of the series? I, I mean... There's a lot of that. There's a lot of series that just had shitty final. Like Seinfeld had a horrible last episode. But that wasn't really like a. They didn't plan that shit. That was just a fucking sitcom, comedy series. But that wasn't. That's different. There's different kind of TV shows. Like he had those, like sitcoms and shit. Like those are those are just need to follow rule number two. They don't really need to have a plan. I, at least I don't think so. The more more scripted. The more scripted ones like. Uh, like, Silicon Valley is a... I guess like people could say that's a sitcom. I don't really think so. I think that's a scripted comedy series. Like, those, that should have a plan. And they did have a plan. And it was awesome. That show was great. It, it worked out perfect. Um, even though they lost... They had some bumps along the road. They lost, like, some actors. And that show, st- that show still turned out perfect. At least in my opinion. Uh... Uh, fuck, guys. I'll hit this fucking thing again. I don't even know if I'm following the five minutes anymore. I'm just... I'm just doing it at this point. Holy shit. To be honest, I haven't seen, I probably haven't seen a lot of these that I don't remember. Oh yeah, Dexter, I never saw that, but I heard that had a really shitty ending. I guess House of Cards had a bad ending. That's sad. I, I was going to watch that show. And I guess now I'm not. See, I'm not going to watch a show if I know the ending is going to be shitty. I've always heard Sopranos had a shitty ending, but... I also have heard that it's subjective, and it actually some people think it's really good. So, let's see. But Game of Thrones is an actual example of me fucking hating the ending and lost. Both of those shows made me so sad because they just fucking failed in the end. Like, lost. Oh, my God. I, I, I can barely even remember why, like... I, exactly why it made me so mad I just know like cause I saw it like that was like fucking four years ago there's so many plot lines cause it, I watched it when I was on Netflix and now it's not anymore uh, I watched it a long time ago and I there's so many different plot lines that just I remember ended up not being that cool like 
the reveal of uh, the man in black was just the brother of some guy named Jacob. And, like, that whole backstory episode with the mom, that was so fucking lame. What the hell was that? With, like, the cave and everything? Oh, Jesus Christ, that was lame as hell. That was so fucking stupid. That made me just, like, sad for how the series turned out because, like, the smoke monster and fucking polar bears on the island and all this crazy shit, the others and everything. It was all built up, like, what is this magic entity that's doing this shit? And it's these two lame-ass, boring fuckers that, like, just are just normal dudes and their mom was a bitch. It's about all the that's about that's the whole lead up. Really fucking cool. And then so uh Yeah. Uh, God that show sucked. In the end. What a fucking lame ending. And then Game of Thrones. So that show was awesome until season six. And I know season six didn't even follow the books. But I feel like they got just good enough notes from George R. R. Martin to make it cool. And also, season uh, six was just like, like the plot lines they had set up from season five. Basically, like season six had to be good. There was no way it couldn't be good because of the plot lines of season five, how they ended. Like it was just too perfect to not be bad. Like it was too perfect to be bad. Like, there was no way it was going to be bad. Now, season six ended, basically, like, with all of these plot threads, like, complete. And they were all basically just set up for the end game. Like, every single, like, major plot thread was, like, complete. Like, I would say, like, it was like, alright, it's done. Or it's like, they all came to, like, a head, like a climax. And uh, the arcs all ended, I would say. That was, it was the end of an arc. Season six was the end of all of the characters' arcs. Up to that point. And it basically, like, season seven and season eight dropped the ball so hard from where these arcs ended. Like, they, I, I, I feel like they had a perfect way to end the series. Like, season seven was okay. I thought, like, it was all right. If, if, if season eight was good, then season seven would be awesome. In my opinion, but because season eight was so bad, looking back on season seven, you're like, oh, that, this fucking sucks. Because season seven was the way season five was for season six, where season five set up season six, season seven was gonna set up season eight, and season seven I felt like did a pretty good job of setting things up. Like, even though I know it's not gonna follow the books at all, and I know they made Euron Greyjoy like a little piece of fucking shit, like he's a little bitch. I know that, but they still made it cool, and. Season, season eight. Oh my gosh. Like, no, I felt like they had no plan. Like they just just kind of read fan fictions online and read polls on Reddit and decided, all right, we'll do that. I'm not even joking. Like I, I felt like every single decision they made in season eight was terrible. This is gonna become a season eight rant really quick. So, season eight. It begins pretty awesome, I would say. The first episode is great. Sets things up pretty good, in my opinion. And I can't remember if it's episode two or episode one where Arya and Sansa find out that Jon Snow is a, not a 
So, oh, by the way, spoilers for Game of Thrones. All the way. Like, excuse me, this is complete spoilers. When Arya and Sansa find out about Jon Snow's actual parentage, that he's a Targaryen and the heir to the throne, and they don't show their fucking reactions, that was pretty bad. That was a horrible decision. And that was the first decision where I'm like, alright, why the fuck did they do that? And then, I think season, or I think episode two ended with Podrick singing uh, his little fucking song, and that was good. And then the White Walkers show up, and I'm like, alright, we're gonna get the coolest battle in TV history. Alright, I'm gonna hit this real quick. Oh my god. So, yeah, the, the battle. So I'm like, this is gonna be the coolest battle of all time. The battle happens. That battle episode comes. And I can barely see the end episode at all. It's so dark. I can't see shit. It's so. Like, the color grading is the worst I've ever seen. And the actual the director had the audacity to come out and say, "Oh, your TVs, they're not at the right setting." Bitch, shut the fuck up. You filmed that shit way too dark. That shit sucked. And the as for the storyline of that episode, oh my god. So I can whatever the Dothraki charge was a really stupid tactical decision, but I can forgive it because it looks cool. Because y'all got wiped out. That was like, it looked cool. And then. After that, the fucking, uh, I, I feel like every decision after that was, was not the best. I mean, I don't know. The, okay, okay, yeah. So the, the, the White Walkers invade Winterfell, and um, all the characters are fighting, and fuck, it's pretty good to a point. Beric dies, I think. Is that where he dies? Yeah, he dies there. Um, that's, that's good. Um, the music is good, um, and I think like once they get inside the castle, the color the color grade is a little better, uh, slightly just because there's fire everywhere because the dragons. The dragon battle is pretty cool, up in the air. I was all right. I couldn't see it very well, but it was okay. Um, but then the 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 dragon crashes and Jon Snow like sees the Night King. And goes to fight him. And he just kind of stands there and stares at him. And they don't fight. And there's been this build-up for, I would say, since season five. That they're, that Jon Snow and the Night King were going to fight. And they haven't fought yet. And they have legit stared at each other. They have stared at each other, like, five times. Just look at each other menacingly. And, like, I'm like, alright, I'm going to fight you later on in the series. And they never fucking fight each other. They never fight each other. He just walks away. And, like, Jon Snow fights all of his minions. And then he goes to fucking Bran, who's protected by Theon. And Theon dies protecting Bran, which, good. That's a good, I would say that's a, that's a good ending to Theon. I was like, all right, that's good. I was sad that Theon died. But, I mean, he died protecting Bran. That's a good end to his character arc. And then, but, but then this, this trumps that completely, what comes after, because it's so much worse. Fucking Arya... Like, Bran's, or Night King's about to kill Bran, and then Arya comes out of fucking nowhere and kills the Night King. 
she actually kills him. The first battle that they've had with him, and he gets defeated. And he didn't even fight Jon Snow. He's dead. Like, he actually died. And all of the White Walkers are dead. And then Melisandre dies because her arc's over. And I'm just re- I just realized everything that she did throughout the entire series led to this. This was the end of her, all of what she did because she just died at the end of it. And I was like, oh my god. What the fuck? Why did I just... I was so hyped to see how this ended and it ended in the worst way possible. So lame. Like, Arya had no reason to kill the Night King. He, she had no place, no place in her arc was she, was she going to kill her. They, one time, she, uh, Melisandre said something about, it's like a blue eyes. That's all she said. And that was, like, so long ago. And, that, and nothing else is related to that. And I think that was just a general term for White Walkers, not the Night King. So I don't know what the fuck they were thinking. And then after that, the episode after that is so fucking bad. It's so bad. It's so bad. It opens with, like, the funeral pyre, and which is okay. Like, that's a, a sad scene, whatever. Oh, yeah, Jorah died. I forgot that. Jorah's dead as well, which he kind of just died unceremoniously, so along with everyone else. Like, he's cannon fodder. Like, his arc led up to nothing. He just died. And then, uh, fucking, after that, after the funeral pyre, they have a meeting, and there's a fucking Starbucks cup in there, which is funny as hell. That doesn't really matter to me. It's L on the production team. But, uh, yeah, so they're in there, and, like, I don't know, just everything just feels so rushed with that. Daenerys starts acting a little weird, like, looking at people weird. Talking to John weird. And it is, everything just feels a little rushed. Like, I'm like, why are you acting like this so much? Like, is it, is it that time? She's, she's acting a little whack. And then, like, I don't know. She starts beef out of nowhere with Sansa. Just kind of awkward. It just doesn't feel real. And then all of a sudden, like, she's flying around on her dragons. And, like, this is, made, this is I actually laughed when I saw this. Her dragon, one of her dragons just gets shot. Out of fucking nowhere and dies. While they're just flying and all this, and this music's just playing majestically. Out of fucking nowhere. And I'm like, what the hell? And then they look down and there's this huge fleet. And I'm like, hey, Daenerys, you didn't see the giant fucking fleet of ships right below you before you got shot? Before you dragon got fucking shot out of the sky? You dumb bitch. Oh my god. How the fuck did you do that? Oh, dude. Made me so mad. Her dragon's gone. Dies. Falls into the water. Gone. Fuck. So, after that, uh, I can't remember what happens after that. I just, I think, I don't know, all I can remember what happens after that is they all go to th- uh, King's Landing. Daenerys and her army, they, like, confront the walls of King's Landing and Cersei's up there. And I think they somehow kidnap Masande and Cersei kills Masande and she just fucking like I'm like, oh my god, alright, I guess she's dead now. Grey Worm's pissed. And Daenerys looks really angry. And I'm like, alright, she's pissed. She's going to 
to fucking destroy the Red Keep and kill Cersei. I think she's going to destroy the castle. So in the next episode, the battle happens of King's Landing, where Daenerys' army fights uh, Cersei, Cersei's army. And I just want to hold on. Before we go to that, I just want to say one more thing about the White Walkers. This battle, so the final battle of the series is King's Landing. But I would have always thought that the final battle of Game of Thrones would have been against the White Walkers, considering the fact that the opening scene of the entire series, before the credits even happen, is the, the Night's Watch fighting the White Walkers for the first time. I, I, I really think that was like, that's going to be in the books. The final battle is going to be with the White Walkers. And I can't fathom how the showrunners thought that they should end the series with a stupid battle petty battle with Cersei and Daenerys over the Iron Throne, when the whole point of the series was that the Iron Throne didn't matter and that the White Walkers were coming. Winter is coming. The whole point of the series. Okay. Anyways, back to this. So, Daenerys decides that she's just going to go crazy and just burn everything herself. And she just flies down. Some of the ships don't hit her like they easily hit her other dragon. She destroys the entire Greyjoy fleet. That's back in Cersei. Just burns all of them. Then she goes to King's Landing. And, I mean, she basically wins. Like, she destroys all of the outer walls with the Lannisters. And their little, uh, fucking, I don't forgot what those are called. Why am I, for, why am I forgetting what those are called? Ugh. Oh, Scorpion. Okay. So they have all these fucking Scorpions on the walls, and Daenerys destroys all the scorpions so she can't get killed. And she does it very easily, considering how the other dragons fared. Which is really confusing me, but whatever. So, the, after she destroys Cersei, and basically beats her, like she destroys her army, she just, Daenerys decides to just go crazy for some reason. And just destroyed the entire city. And this is what I'm talking about when I say... I, I feel like they just rushed the final... Like, they, like George R. R. Martin gave them notes and they just rushed the end of the series. Like, the, the notes they gave them, they just rushed it because they were like, alright, we have to finish it. And they just rushed the fuck out of it in her arc. And it was terrible. They did a horrible job. They did an absolutely terrible job with Daenerys and her arc. Like, they just had her go crazy. Out of nowhere. In her whole series, she'd been built up as a savior of people in the innocent. And then she decides to burn all of the innocent people in King's Landing and go crazy and become the bad guy. In, like, the second to last episode. And then she destroys the Red Keep, and there's Clegane Bowl, which is cool. It's, a, like, the only good part of the episode. And then Jamie and uh, Cersei die by bricks, and I always thought Jamie was going to kill Cersei because of the prophecy, and I, th I think that's what's going to happen in the books, but anyways, they get crushed by bricks in King's Landing, and that's how Cersei and Jamie die. Uh, Tyrion's basically cock-blocked for the entire season, I forgot about that. Oh, well, well, that's right, and the last episode they killed, yeah, so Tyrion gets Varys killed because he's a bitch, and Varys gets burned alive by Daenerys in the last episode, or the episode before. The King's Landing battle. Uh, yeah, but Tyrion's basically just cock-blocked bitch 
for Daenerys. Like, he's just her cuck. And it's really sad because Tyrion was such an awesome character for the first, I would say, six seasons. Then he became a cuck in the last two. It's like the last two seasons were, like, created by different people. I don't even know. The, the vibe's different in the last two seasons. It's just, it's just, I don't know how to describe it. But, uh, yeah. So, oh, yeah, that's right. So Arya's walking around uh, King's Landing after it's all burned by Daenerys and she just sees all the destruction. Oh, that's another character who's fucking cock-blocked. Is, uh, Jon Snow. He's just a cuck for Daenerys the entire time in season eight and he's like she's my queen and he never and he never actually like condones her I feel like like he never until the very end after she did all this shit but he's just such a little bitch for her like she he does everything she says and he he's like her cuck as well like Tyrion and him are just cucks for Daenerys it's kind of fucking annoying like there's the some of the best characters in the early seasons and then now they're just cucks and Jon Snow Actually, I'll get back to Jon Snow. So, in the final episode, uh, Daenerys is like Hitler now, and she's telling her army that they're going to kill everybody in the world and take over everything. And Jon Snow, or Tyrion, quits Daenerys. Like, he's like, I'm done. Finally. He's done being cucked. And then she puts him in jail, and Tyrion tells Jon Snow while Jon Snow visits him. He's like, you got to kill her. She's crazy, Jon Snow. You got to kill her. And he's like, she's my queen. And Tyrion's like, it doesn't matter anymore. She's crazy. You got to kill her. She's the mad queen. Out of nowhere, she just went crazy. You got you to gotta put her out of, his out of her misery. And Jon Snow's like, all right, I, I guess you're right. She's gone crazy. So he... He's, like, seen soldiers getting, like, abused and shit, and he's like, all right, I'm done. So he goes to see Daenerys in her castle in the ruins of the Red Keep where the Iron Throne is. And Daenerys finally fulfills her vision from season two, which is pretty epic. I was like, okay, that was cool. I'm glad they finally fulfilled that. But, like, I always thought I was going to be involved with the White Walkers because there's snow, but it turns out to be ash. But whatever. So she goes into... Uh... She goes onto the Iron Throne. She never actually sits on the Iron Throne, which is kind of ironic. But she goes over to it and just, like, touches it. And Jon Snow walks in, and he's like, hey, babe, what's up? And she goes up to him, and she disputes her madness. And then he stabs her and kills her. And then the dragon comes in, and he's like, oh, fuck you. I'm going to burn the Iron Throne because somehow I know what the Iron Throne is, and I'm not going to kill you even though you killed my mom. Which I don't know how the fuck that works, but whatever. I don't. I don't know what the hell that was. But the but the dragon burns down the Iron Throne and John, and then grabs Daenerys and flies away. Like he just literally takes Daenerys' body and flies away. I'm pretty sure he's just gonna eat her for lunch. And that's the end of that. So I think after that they blame Jon Snow for being a Queen Slayer. They're like, all right, you gotta go to the Night's Watch because you're fucking. Queen Slayer, and they never acknowledged the fact that he's an actual Targaryen, and that he's the legitimate heir. That never went anywhere. Like that whole plot line of him being Lyanna Stark and Rhaegar Targaryen's son does not matter because he just ends up getting sent back to the Night's Watch. But uh, Bran becomes king for some reason. I don't know why, but he does. 
And he's, Bran became like a fucking computer, like a weird, like, he literally became a tree after season six. Like, he has no personality anymore. He says, like, two words at a time. It's like he became, like, I don't want, I don't want to say anything bad, but he, be, he literally became, like, a vegetable. Seriously, became a tree, a plant. And so they have a plant be the ruler, the, to be king of the Seven Kingdoms, because... Why not? It's better than a fucking Targaryen, I guess. Or a Lannister. So. Uh, but I guess the Sansa just decides that the North is going to secede and there's no conflict with that somehow. Like, it's just, alright, go ahead. Like, it doesn't. Okay, I just feel like, it's, like I said, rushed. It's very rushed. So, the North secedes that easily and Jon Snow goes to the Night's Watch and Tyrion becomes Hand of the King again and you never actually get to hear the punchline of his you never actually get to hear the punchline of his joke just realize that which is kind of ironic for the whole series I feel like it just kind of represents how fucked up the series is uh, so and then yeah so the the series ends with, oh yeah, Arya goes off. She's like, what's west of Westeros? And they're like, all right, I don't know. So she's like, I'm going to find out. And she goes off. So I'm like, okay. Uh, yeah, and then, uh, yeah, Jon Snow goes beyond the wall with the wildlands, presumably to go reclaim the lands where the White Walkers were, or to go to a spinoff, which I don't think is going to happen, but yeah, who knows. But yeah, that's that's that was it, and I was after that when that like that when the credits rolled, I was just kind of like, wow, that was the most disappointing thing I've ever seen. What a sad, sad, sad ending to an epic series. The music was good though. But yeah, anyways, that was just a rant about Game of Thrones season eight. But uh, yeah, TV shows can be really good, and then they can become really bad, which is uh kind of sad but it represents a lot of characters arcs some of the best characters arcs is that where they be, they're really good and then they become really bad like Breaking Bad so yeah that's about all I gotta say what was I saying what were the points of a good show again it's a review for the fucking test uh, a good plan you gotta have a solid plan you gotta have characters you gotta have style Gotta have a good pilot, and you gotta have a good theme music. I think that's it. Yeah, that's basically it. Yeah. But anyways, if you are still here, thanks for listening to the Maximum Movie Podcast. This is Blake Layton, and have a great fucking day. Go eat your cinnamon rolls, bitch.